1: on this week's episode of Barbecue Tech, the beef short rib experience or experiment, depending on how you want to look at. It. I'm your host, Rod Simmons, joined by my partner and crime co-host, Chris Ashley. What up, dog?
2: Hey, brother. Man. You know, thank they, I, you. Know, there's no secret. I'm not a huge uh, fan of Google uh, by any sense <laughs> of imagination. But, uh, you know, uh, YouTube is just one of the it's just so important to my day to day. it's just like, I, like I've literally stopped watching TV on a regular basis. And, you know, I still watch my shows and, you know, new shows, justified is out and watch that while I'm cooking or, you know, doing, you know, making a cutting board or something like that. But, uh, man, watch it. We watch a lot of woodworking videos so we can get better at our craft, especially these cutting boards and ashtrays and stuff we make for the store. If anybody wants one. By all means, head over to our store. Um, there should be some new stuff listed in there. And also, uh, before I forget, we are uh, in the midst of generating a nice, really cool partnership with um, Mason Dixon. Uh, barbecue services and, uh, you know, they, they're going to make it a lot easier for us to be able to test new equipment, uh, which will benefit everybody, especially the ones looking for new smokers, new types of smokers and, you know, new thermometers, all of that stuff. So. If you get a chance and you're looking to buy uh, a new seasoning or a rub, uh, this is where we get all our stuff from, uh, especially the things we're going to talk about on today's episode. Please head over to their website. The link will be in the show notes Um, and just leave a comment saying that we sent you and uh, that will suffice for now. Uh, So appreciate it. But uh, anyway, you came across a video that, uh, you know, sometimes we come across stuff and we're like, oh, we should try this. And they're like, yeah, we'll get to it but i don't know what it is about this one we just kind of jumped all over it so yeah I, I don't know it was pretty awesome though
1: yeah so i'm going to i'm going to provide a link in the uh in the show notes so if anybody wants to see it it was a uh, i think i was i was scrolling like you say through youtube um shorts and i i flipped it it was a i think it was like an advertisement from uh, komodo joe Mm. Uh, and they do their, I'll I'll say their green, big green egg style smokers, which are I love the ceramic smokers, they're fantastic. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and what I thought, I mean, when I watch, I, I I will watch them whenever it's cooking. I'm going to watch it just go and to see what they do. And I will warn whenever you watch one of these any cooking video. There's there's cooking for YouTube, which is everything looks like it's extreme, and then there's how you actually really cook it. Um, so. But the takeaway was, I was like, I liked what they did. What they did is they took beef short ribs, they removed all the bones from the beef short rib, and then cleaned one bone, put it back, and then put it like kind of the edge and rolled it in, and then and then bound it all together. Now, before rolling it together, they did do seasoning of the inside and the outside of the of it, and then they they smoked it on the smoker. Later, wrapped it. looked like they hit it with some beef tallow, and It's supposed to be a good smoke. So we're like, why not? Let's give this a shot. Now, there was one shot of what they did. We, you and I talked about uh, where the guy takes his hands and against the the meat that's on the bone. He just kind of crushes his hands together, almost like you're pulling, trying to pull pork. Yeah. And it falls apart in his hands. And we both agree that "Eh, it's a little overcooked there.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's not my thing. So we'll we'll break this whole thing down. But essentially, uh, we ran an experiment. We saw a YouTube video, which was to smoke beef ribs, which, you know, anyone who's been listening to our show for any length of time knows that we love beef ribs. We love smoking them. We love everything about them. And, uh, you know, in this video, well, as Rod described, it was a pretty interesting process, uh, to set, to set up. So you know, we'll walk through how we went through it, what we felt the end result was. The pictures are absolutely gorgeous. Um, so here we go. So, um, We went to our local butcher uh, to get the beef ribs. And these are a a bit different than the plate ribs we like to smoke that we get from uh, 44 Farms because the plate ribs are usually three bones and they are gigantic. I think they have a little bit of the uh, I can't remember what the prime uh, on, on top of it, whereas the beef rib is just a bit more shallower cut. But from the butcher, they're they're still really good and really meaty better than what you get from the grocery store or from Costco. So um, we ended up with uh, five racks. Yes. Five racks. Yeah. Five racks, which is, you know, it's not cheap (laughs) by any sense of imagination, but Rod's got a big family. I got a sizey family. So, um, and so that was the start. Now, the first thing we wanted to do was to debone it. And this is, I think can be a little bit, uh, what do you say? Uh, challenging or nerve wracking for folks because you don't know, you know you're trying to cut the meat off the bone but you're trying not to waste everything and so i, I would tell you uh the, the one of the biggest tricks uh to make this a much easier process is to keep sharp knives and one of our uh our favorite tips is you know if you have a local knife shop get your knife sharpened every once in a while as you build up your supplies, try to get like two boning knives two chef's knives. So you can keep them in rotation. You can keep one set at home and then you can keep, you know, send the other set out, uh, to get sharpened. And I'm telling you, it's just a game changer when you always have super sharp knives. Um, and, uh, we like the, uh, uh, my original knives were, and, um, vitrionics that, um, is what i've been using as far as the boning knife i use it for my that's my brisket knife and then i bought their their actual boning knife i actually have one of their cleavers as well I, re- I really like their knives they're they're not crazy expensive but they're you know they they seem to hold up really well um and i had mine it was a uh, nice and sharp and so all i did was i flipped the beef rib on its on the meat side so that the uh the uh, bottom side was exposed. And what I did is I just took my knife and just stuck it in maybe like, you know, eighth of an inch. And I just ran it down the bone on both sides of the of the bo- of each bone. And what I was tra- going for was to make sure that when I was done, that it was much much easier to separate the the meat that we wanted off the top. So that that was. You know, the, the the initial setup. And then I just flipped it over. I just found a corner where the bone was pretty well exposed. And I just put the knife against the bone and then just rode the knife across the bone, uh, one whole bone. And then the knife just kind of just slid right across the bone no problem and then i was able to grab that piece that i was that loosened and then just go move make my way to the next bone make my way to the next bone make my way to the next bone and it was pretty for five racks of ribs i think it took me like maybe eight minutes to remove all the meat from them was pretty easy uh and, and so what we did then is uh set them aside and then it was time for seasoning uh, so Rod's family, not too spicy. My family, a little bit more on the spicy side. So, for the initial setup, I want normally I would have just went with salt and pepper, but I don't know. I, was, I guess because I've smoked so many beef ribs, I was feeling pretty confident about the the the, the seasons I wanted to use on it. And, uh, and I've, now if we go back to the YouTube video, <laughs> good gracious, man, <laughs> this guy took what looked to be about eight pounds of pepper <laughs> and just completely layered it on the beef ribs. Don't do that. That's just outrageous. You don't need that much pepper. It just, the idea of it looks silly, Um, you know, and and we're not, we're heavily seasoned guys. We like to season food very heavily. That's just silly. It, it just, it looked crazy. You know, give it a nice, good, thick coating, with beef ribs, um, anything thick like a beef rib, brisket, don't be afraid to season it. it. It's very difficult to over season something that's like very thick like that, because by the time it's all said and done, and you, even if you bite it and you get that initial pop on the outside of the meat, you know, the inside of the meat is where you're really going to get the beef flavor. And then together, you're going to get a really nice experience bite. Um, so, yeah, so don't be afraid to over don't, about over seasoning.
1: You know this, uh, the 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 amount of pepper they put on reminds me of. I don't know if you remember. I sent you a video a while ago of um, uh, the mad scientist uh, where he was uh, doing chicken breasts, and he put that massive hunk of butter on it. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember. It, it just it literally made no sense. And the the nice thing about it, and honestly, even on the, um, the video the that we're we're talking about, yeah, the comments are always fed. I I Literally will watch the videos and immediately go to the comments. And like, if you go look at the comments, even on like this video, there's only six comments on this one from uh, Komodo Joe, but one person said, so much pepper. I don't know if that would taste good, but let me have a bite. And the point is, even most people will look at something like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, who the heck would put that much and that thick of pepper on um, something you're cooking? And it's again, it's, it's beef short ribs like so they're they're relatively good beat but it's not that crazy yeah um so e- either way like i say i think we went the right route. we definitely was seasoned heavy and we um you'll see some of the, the pictures that we uh for the stuff that we put to, uh we uh put together it's definitely heavily seasoned but it wasn't nearly as stupid seasoned as that and like i say it reminded me of the you know what? Scientist with his, uh, his, I'm gonna find that link and I'm gonna send that out when he because he did an episode on moist chicken breast and it was just the piece of butter was probably bigger than chicken breast and the comments were on fire about that.
2: So what it reminds me of, and this is a funny thing that we always joke about every time we're making a cutting board is how much glue these YouTubers use <laughs> in their videos. Because, like, Rod and I would be watching a video, maybe some fancy uh build, and, you know, when they go through the glue-up portion of it, and they literally, it's like they're taking, like, a half a gallon of glue to glue up something that's, like, three inches. <laughs> it's just like, what are you doing? That's way too much glue. So, every time Rod and I get together to, you know, do a, do a project, we just start joking and laughing about the, the amount of glue being used. You definitely want to use a good amount where it squeezes out when you put the stuff together, but... Yeah, the the outrageous amounts of glue that these folks use, and you know, most likely because they get it for free. A lot of these guys get the glue sent out to them in barrels, and so they don't have to worry about wasting it. Yeah, that's not the case for us. <laughs> Everything we purchase. So, but anyway, get back to to this uh, beef rib. So, um, so I after I separated uh all the all the uh, meat from the bones, I actually I did not throw the bones away. I set the bones aside, um, and then um. The like the silver skin and all that stuff, I started to trim off the top. And again, having an extremely sharp knife made that make quick work of that. I did shave off. If you look a lot of times when you get beef ribs in between like the first and second bone, sometimes there's just like a thick layer of fat. It's just like from the bottom to the top. It's just fat and it's a kind of a harder fat. So it doesn't really cook down well. So I usually cut 95 percent of that out. Um, which I did on these as well. Um, And then I, because I wanted the seasoning to really stick to the top, I made sure I trimmed up the top uh, quite a bit um, so that a lot of the meat was exposed. And then on the bottom, because we removed the bone, it was pretty exposed down there as well. So any silver skin and stuff like that, I you know, and uh, again, with something like this, you can get as crazy or, you know, uh, or as lazy as you want. I tend to remove a lot of it just because aesthetically I, I, looks better to me. Um and then so it was time to go with the the rubs and I did a combination of our a favorite uh Killer Hogs AP rub that's the a, a decent base of a uh, salt and pepper garlic. And then I went with our old friend uh John Henry's uh brisket rub. Uh I I really like their brisket rub. It's, uh, it's got a good kick to it. It's uh it's got a good amount of salt to it, and so I hit it, hit the, a layer of that, and then I found a new John Henry rub, which is called uh, was it something like uh, pecan? No, sugar maple, something, yeah, it has so a little a, kick to we're it. We're a big fan of their sugar maple, but it's a different sugar maple. I'll get the name, it'll definitely be in the notes if I can't pull it. But uh, it's like the sugar maple, but it has like a little bit more heat to it. And I'm really, really enjoying this rub on everything I put it on so far. Uh, so I used a little bit of that in there as well. And again, all of this stuff I got from uh, from our uh, little spot, uh, the. Um, Mason Dixon barbecue, uh, they, they st- and they just started carrying this this new John Henry. Actually, they just started carrying John Henry, period. So they didn't really well, have I- that before
1: you do realize that they started carrying John Henry because we kept, we were going in there talking about it. And then now when I go there, I'm like, Oh, John Henry. Oh, this is super popular. I'm like, of course it is. (laughs) And since we told you about it, you should know to always keep something on the side for me, man. (laughs) It was just, it's hilarious that once they started carrying, they realized that that rub is, it's it's fire, man.
2: It's excellent. It's one of my favorite rubs. And so the combination layered those three rubs out top and bottom. Um, that is is what we use for this particular cook and then now uh what we had to do is we had to go back and double check the video because we wanted to see to what extent they trimmed the bones up so i was wondering if they really scraped off the meat off the bone almost like they were making a lollipop or did they just kind of just you know put it right back in there and it turns out when we looked at it from our best guess they did a good amount of uh uh, scraping of the bone. So I just mimicked that and took, you know, I took basically what I did is I took four of the biggest bones. I didn't care which one it came from. I didn't feel like I had to need to match, uh, you know, match the bone back up to the, to the rack uh, of ribs that it came from. Uh, so what I did is I just found the four biggest ones that were in amongst them, which is usually somewhere in the center of those. And then I scraped those off and then uh, began, we began the process to wrap and trust, trust trusty the, uh the meat off so the one uh, there was one thing i did see someone
1: else do when they did a similar um mm-hmm. style for doing the ribs and I, I i found this later rather than removing all the bones they removed two of the outer the outer two bones mm-hmm. and then they removed one of the middle bones they left the other one on
2: they're like yeah so i what? thought about that when we when you had first sent it to me i was like oh you can just leave it and wrap it around there yeah. but in the end is because I wanted to pull the bone, pull it and trim it, trim everything out really well. I was like, yeah, I'll just take it all the way out. But then you could definitely get away with just doing that. I, I definitely thought about whether that would be a, uh, a, a viable option. And I, I could not see any reason why, but I said for the first one, we'll just, we'll trim it all the way out. And then let's see. See, you know, see and honestly I was not disappointed uh with the end result. Um so yeah, so so from there uh we trimmed off the bones and then it's you know, you can definitely do this with one person but it's certainly easier uh <laughs> with two people when we started uh when we started wrapping them. So we we seasoned them up pretty heavily uh and then we just I just put the bone like a quarter of the way in of the uh, meat, And then the other question we had was how far in to stick the bone. So after Rod and I kind of reevaluated what they did with the, um w- with the video, we decided to stick the bone as far in with just like a little bit of it hanging out. And that, that also turned out uh, to be the right decision and, Uh, we'll, we'll expand on that a little bit more in a minute. But, um, so we took those, we rolled them up and then we just grabbed some regular, uh, cooking twine. So, and let me just say this, (laughs) I can't tell you how many times I have gone to smoke some food or smoke like a, a chicken or even Thanksgiving and smoke a turkey. And, uh, (laughs) <laughs> and just not have the uh, not have any twine in the house. So folks get yourself some twine and keep it in the house <laughs> <laughs> because you never know when you're going to need it. And in fact, the one that I had had been sitting probably for the better part of two years. So, I bought it and didn't end up needing it. And then Rogers was like, uh, do you have any twine? Cause I meant to ask you before I came over and I was like, in fact i do and i pulled out a big <laughs> brand Thank new package of it goodness you had that too yeah because obviously i mean could you get away with just we not using it probably but um but it's, it was a, a lot better i think if you tie it off and so we made the decision to uh tie it off in the bottom middle and the top of the which i think also worked out really well um, uh at that point so so we tied them off we took all five right r- rolled them up tied them off and then this was the next decision do we stand them up or do we lay them down so i was trying to be cute i said i'm gonna go ahead and stand them up on end uh which which is where a nice little rack would have came in hand like ones you would do like rack of lamb in or something like that yep but uh so I went ahead and uh, stood them up, but of course, the first time I checked it, four of the five fell over. <laughs> yeah,
1: and I felt I felt bad because when I, you know, it's, you look at a lot of things in a video, you made an assumption on one, and when I went back and looked at the video, I'm like, oh crap! I told them, yeah, I think we should stand these up on end, and only to realize later on when I looked at the video, they <clears throat> they actually cook theirs on a rack over a tray to catch the drippings. <clears throat> I believe, because when you see them pour it with tallow, the tallow isn't clear, Mm -hmm. but it's also not an amber color like you typically eat if you smoke your tallow. So it it looks like they probably used beef tallow, some of their drippings, mixed those all together, re-poured it back over, and they poured heavily back over on top of the meat.
2: Yeah. And I didn't see a need to do that. So this is one thing to take away is like, you know, you can listen to us. uh, You watch YouTube videos. Man, don't ever feel like you got to recreate everything you hear us say or everything you see, because you may have dietary restrictions. You may not like a certain seasoning. Man, we just giving you like the the guidelines of how we got started. Take it and run with it and then post it. Let us know what you did differently, how you changed it up, because all those things help us get better at this as you know as backyard pit masters. so by all means you know f- flip flip anything that you hear, ever hear us talking about and let us know you know what what you did you know, that, that's how we get better as a as a community hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you
0: LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com people today.
2: So we, uh, so anyway, so they did fall over, four of the five fell over, so I left the one that, Stayed up, up, um, and then what I did was, you know, generally beef ribs go about seven hours, um, and so Rod was kind of on a crunch time because he wanted to use his for dinner, so I think about it, we got him on the smoker about ten thirty, so I felt like it could work. Was it about ten thirty? It was noon. <laughs> oh really? I must. We must. Have, uh, I'm tripping. You were very optimistic oh, on no. at 10:30. I lit the smoker at 10:30. That's what I yeah. did. I lit the smoker at 10:30. We got them on at noon, but we felt I still felt pretty confident. I was guessing. I've never done this before, but I felt pretty confident it would be ready by dinner time, and they were. So about three hours in is where I decided to wrap it, and again, I didn't wrap it based on time uh, I wrapped it based on look and so you know while you know, were saying you don't need to put a ton of black pepper there's one thing that black pepper does is it definitely creates that outer bark um really well um so I, I wouldn't have minded if I had just given a light coating of pepper in addition to everything that we put on it Um, but the nonetheless I did get a decent bark on, on there anyway um, and so, so it was time to wrap and so I'll caution you that you want to I used butcher paper, which I think was the right right decision. Um, but just make sure you pull it out, you know, give yourself a good amount of butcher paper because, you know, trying to get it in there and then twisting around the bone, you you want to make sure it's fully, uh, fully covered. And then all I did is I had my daughter tie off the butcher paper at the bone. And so what I noticed at the point of wrapping was there was significant pullback of the meat, which is what you would expect anyway. So even though we exposed just very little of the bone it still pulled back as if we were just cooking regular ribs so that was a good sign right there that we were doing well the the juices were just dripping all over the smoker so that was a good sign um that i wanted to see i had it in my head that we were i was going to smoke to about 195 200 which was typical for me uh to smoke beef ribs so that that was what i was shooting for um, and then the, uh, so, uh, and what I did was I decided, you know, they poured a bunch of liquid over it. And I'm like, I'm not going to destroy the bark that I just created with a ton of liquid inside the paper. So I just kept it very simple. I just grabbed a melted off some beef tallow, took it over to, and then I just drizzled a bit of beef tallow on each a rib and then i hit it with a coating of the regular sugar maple so the other sugar maple is not as sweet um it has um, a bit of a kick to it and then i used the their um john henry's uh, regular sugar maple which added that nice sweet uh sweetness to the to the top of it and really rounded out the flavor in my opinion um and so and then of course with the tallow helping it stick now we get you know we're now we're we're talking and we're in business so
1: yeah you can't can't a little little it's not it's not like rubbing brown sugar all over them but it, it does it gives it gives a little bit more of that sweet profile yeah um, so I definitely think that helps out and it's always I will say like when you're trying to it's good when you find things like this and you want to experiment because i I've never thought about just ripping the the bones, oh, well, I guess we have when you made like the ri- this would be another good example of making a rib sandwich,
2: you, yeah, it'd be a, just- an easier way to do the rib rib <laughs> yeah uh just taking it off up front, but you know at the same time you you do get a lot of flavor from the bone, so I don't know i I would try honestly, okay, I'll tell you what I'll do at the end. I'll tell you exactly how I would do it.
1: So the nice th- – so the one thing I would say, if, like, if you're doing – if you're going to turn it into a rib sandwich versus just wrapping it around, one of the other nice things you get is you get bark all the way around, which – Yes,
2: yes, yes.
1: So I, I, there's one I – I was like, well, you could just lay them on the buns. I'm like, eh. but then you mess up your bark in places, and now you can just have a very a relatively thin piece of meat bark literally all the way around it. It's – you could definitely do a good, good couple rib sandwiches out of that. And yeah, uh, just I'm gonna tell you exactly
2: in my head. I have it already laid out how I'm gonna do it. <laughs> so, okay, so uh, ribs went back in, and then about two hours later, I started temping yeah. them, and they were right around uh 200. And uh, and I could tell, and you know, another thing, another key tip is when you grab your nice thermometer and for whatever reason, I can't find my thermopop, I'm driving me crazy. I got to go order another one, but I had my backup thermometer. Uh, And when I stuck it in, like I almost lost the thermometer, but it was so tender. Like it just went right into the meat. And that to me was a perfect sign that this thing was ready to come off the heat, you know? So don't, so even though the temperature might be telling you one thing, Use your feelings, use your, you know, your, your touch and your senses. You know, pay attention to how well, how easily the thermometer goes in and out of the meat. That really is a good sign of tenderness. Uh, so I just took them all out, put them in a pan, set them aside, let them rest until Rod came and picked up his, and then we decided to cut one on the spot. So uh, and could not be happier. Well, I guess I always can be happier, but was very excited for what we came up with and. Like we mentioned earlier in the show, he took his and just smashed it into little pieces. I'm like, why on earth would you take something that looks so elegant and just smash it to where it looks like pulled pork? And it's not that there's nothing wrong with pulled pork, but, you know, it just looks differently. And so what we decided was we were going to pull the bone out, remove the, the the string, and then we just sliced it off. And I thought that was a way better move than just smashing it into, you know, little scrap pieces like what was the point of doing all the tying off and wrapping and all that stuff you know if you're not going to kind of show it off in the end and I, th- I think it just presented itself much much better um, and then took a bite really good uh, flavor um, really good tenderness juicy r- really good overall and I just and and so and the other thing I should mention is what we did was like we took the bones and seasoned off the bones and I just cooked those separately. So because there was so much meat in between, it just, to me, it was like a good, really good snack and something to just gnaw on real quick or pull some pieces off. And like, I overly seasoned those bones. So they really brought a lot of flavor. Did anybody eat any of the bones at your house? Um, I think two of them got eaten. I just don't
1: know who ate them. So yeah. yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They, I just, I like, I went extra seasoning on them. And so they're, they just kind of like a big flavor pop off of those. Um, and yeah, and then what did you do for a side on yours? <laughs> so we were, you and I were chatting and uh,
1: you're yeah. like, I think sweet potato mash would go well with this. I was like, I was going back home. I was like, I'll just stop and get some sweet potato. <laughs> <pretty good> <laughs> so I, yeah, I did uh, some sweet potato mash um and actually I think it came out really good. I, I did learn, and which is my, some of my kids, so, my kids will eat many things, but sometimes there are things they're weird with. My daughters, uh, my daughter and son, one, two of them. We're like, yeah, I don't really think I like uh, sweet potatoes that much. I'm like, God, just give me back your black card.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Who next, raised next,
1: you? I'll hear you don't know, like chicken, watermelon, and all right. these other great, fantastic foods of our. Uh, you know, it's just it was it was just really weird. I was like, how do you not like I, all I don't the understand how You don't like sweet potatoes uh, Yeah,
2: all the all the Christmases, all the yeah. you know, the sweet potatoes is every you know what we do. You know, all different type of versions of it. Ugh. Delicious. Man. Who raised them? But, uh, yeah, so I, did, I just ate mine straight. I just, uh, I actually, no, I take that back. I, I, I actually got, uh, went out and bought some yuca. Um, and, uh, I just had mine with, with the yuku on the side, which I had seasoned up. And I, I'm a big fan of yuca on the side of a barbecue. I think it's, has a very potato y, a thicker potato y feel and yeah. taste to it. And I, I think it complements barbecue very, very well. Um, So, yeah, so that's what we did. Um, I did yuca. My daughter loved it. She was on her way out the door. So unfortunately, she didn't get to enjoy it. My wife's on a pretty strict diet right now, so she didn't have any. But I sent a picture to one of my uh, our our buddies and he was like, yeah, I'm coming tomorrow to get some. Please save me some. And I always tease him and hit him with a good luck. You know, may not be none left, but I knew I was going to have plenty left uh, this time around. From the two racks but uh overall was extremely happy but you know there are some things that i would change um i would agree and and do better so uh number one is i definitely would have went heavier on the uh brisket rub i think it could have used more like the bones i liked i hit it really well on the bones but uh it could have used a little bit more. I, you know, I was very, I was I, I felt like I was a bit conservative. I was more worried about Rod's kids and the uh, spiciness of the other one, and I should have went heavier on the uh, brisket rub seasoning itself. Yeah,
1: I was gonna say more pepper would have been
2: uh, yeah, a yeah. Even even just a you know a dusting. So anytime I use an AP, I always grind up some black pepper separately. Because none of these APs for me put enough black pepper in it. So I definitely would have, uh, put a coat. I should have put a, done my traditional and just put a coating of the black pepper on both sides as well, as well as a little bit heavier on the, uh, on the, uh, brisket rub. So that's, uh, number one. Number two, um, because the bones were removed, I probably didn't need to smoke it up to 200. I probably could have pulled it at 190. And it would have been I would, just as yeah. Fine. I would
1: definitely agree there too. The, yeah. the other thing I, I, what I was thinking I was like you probably this could have been one of those where you barely se- seasoned the in, the part that was wrapped internally inside, but the outside part um, could have been one of those where you are like I'm going to season this because this is more exposed.
2: Yeah, you, it can, yeah yeah. But you um, but you're rolling it too, so you really it's true, not yeah, that so much it doesn't of exposed. Matter, doesn't matter what you do. Yeah, but I, I see what you, I see where you're headed. Um. Yeah, could yeah, probably could have just seasoned the top side. Even though it's rolled, it still would have been, you know. But More anyway, a, I but yeah, to me, um, the flavor was there, the seasoning was yeah. there, and I enjoyed the meat flavor that came out of it. But definitely, I think, uh, could have hit it a little bit harder with pepper, with yeah. the with the pepper and the uh and the rub. So the and then too, even though it was it was juicy, I felt like I, you know, it was like it. I felt like it had crossed the line from perfect to very good like it went over the line and so right. if i had to pull it back because you know when it comes to long smoked large meats like this it's a fine line between yeah this is absolutely stellar now that could also be a matter of the the meat itself even though the meat was you know very good but i guarantee you if i had like the 44 farms uh beef ribs it it have been absolutely outstanding you know what I mean? At at that temperature. Yeah,
1: you would if Snake River Farms if you were doing the the Dino ribs, you would not you couldn't have rolled it. It's <laughs> like, yeah, so Yeah. Much so big, meat. yeah. Uh, you definitely have to go with despite the desire to say, Oh, I'd rather do dino because it's gonna be more meat, the nice thing about the short ribs is
2: that there isn't aesthetically, a ton of meat. yeah, you can you can roll it, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so um I would take it uh I like the wrap I did. I like how we tied it off um I probably wouldn't even have bothered trying to uh stand them up. That's yep. another thing. Um yeah, so those those are the things I would. Ch- oh, the other thing is I probably would p- like to experiment with a, an injection um of the uh, uh the beef injection that we get from uh um from the barbecue services. Uh because um I don't know. I think, I think it would have plumped it up a little bit. And I'm, I think what I would have done is separated the bone, ran an injection through each, uh, rib yep. and then tried, you know, might have affected it rolling it. So I'd have to try it both ways. I'd have to roll it and inject it. And then I'd have to, you know, try injecting it before rolling it. Right. But, uh, I think, I think, uh, and I don't, and I don't normally inject beef ribs. It's not, it's not a thing that I do, but I think because of the nature of how we rolled it, it probably would have benefited, uh, from it. Uh, a little bit and finally uh if i was to well definitely do this again because this was absolutely outstanding but i think i would do it two ways uh we were talking about doing uh, beef rib sliders again and i think what i would do is i'm gonna remove it from the bone season both sides like normal probably inject it but uh this is something i've always been dreaming about doing in, in some shape, form or fashion, which is where you you buy like the package of the slider buns and you just remove all the tops. You don't separate the buns. Yeah. You just remove the tops. Then take that whole beef rib square, lay it on there after it's done and then just put the top back on. And so people can just break it off and eat you know, what they get. You know what I mean? So you just grab like one of the buns, top, bottom, pull it. And then that should break the beef rib off. So it would require smoking the beef rib a little bit further to get it more tender where it starts to fall apart a little bit more. But I think that would be a cool experience to just see this big rectangle of uh, sliders and it's to be able to break it off and, you know, take it. Or, you know, or you just run the knife, you put it on there and then you just run the knife to make it a little bit easier for people to separate. Um, but either way, I think that's something I want to try- attempt because, I'm you know, we are obsessed with barbecue appetizers you know, taking like our traditional barbecues and making them into appetizers. Yeah.
1: So I, I think I would agree with most of your assessment. Um, I think definitely a little bit less time on the, the smoker for certain. If you take it down by just five, I think just five degrees, it might only be like two and a half degrees. You really need to go down by, but like five degrees, I think you're probably going to be in that safe zone with cookover. Um, without a doubt, adding the additional pepper I think would help out. If, if I'd probably say if I were going to do it again, I do like, I think from an appearance standpoint, it's very cool and aesthetic, but I could also, I could definitely see just deboning one of these, seizing it properly, throwing it on the smoker and turning those into like beef sandwiches. I I really think you could, you could have something really good there for sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But Um, all in all, very good, fine. Yeah. Uh, Excellent experiment of, I would call it a total success. Uh, even though you know, for me, I just I have nothing I ever do is all the way, uh, you know, in my opinion, all the way perfect. I can always make it better and find ways. But for a first run of something we've never done before, I, I I don't think anybody could argue with how good this came out. So yeah, all in all, smoked. Uh, what are we calling this thing? Because it's not quite a uh, Thor's hammer. A Thor's hammer, right? Uh, um, what what cut is the Thor's hammer?
1: Uh, shank, I think it is.
2: Let me see. Let me look at it. Yeah, that's 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 the beef shank, right? So it kind of resembles a Thor's hammer. So maybe we call it the modified Thor's hammer. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what they call it. Smoked beef rib. Uh, smoked. What do we call it? Smoked boneless beef ribs. How about that? I don't know yeah
1: it was great i mean honestly it it is a mini thor hammer right
2: yeah that's exactly what it looks like it it does look like in the end except for you know the thor's hammer is much more rounded and stuff like that whereas this does come come on the whole thing but yeah i don't know it uh it was good nonetheless it uh it, it does resemble it though so anyway folks we super appreciate you we're so excited for this season five uh we have a lot more things uh coming in along the way uh so keep keep up with us keep send us all your pictures keep posting your foods and uh you know uh and like i said if there's a check out our store if you uh you can also support us on patreon patreon.com forward slash barbecue with tech however you want to do it uh or just hang out post the show uh retweeted all of that good stuff and hit us up all right that's it for this week we'll catch you guys next week anything else from you Rod? nope
1: i think you you hammered it man let's uh all right, let's bounce. We gotta figure something out. And I we have to do pork belly at some point in time. I know you've done it before, but I don't think we've ever talked about it on the show. So
2: yeah, I think we're gonna have to
1: do an episode on pork belly.
2: Well you're traveling, so maybe when you come back we'll grab a pork belly and then we'll maybe we'll do it two ways. We'll do it uh pork belly burn ins and maybe we'll do something else. I don't know, we'll 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 spitball it. Absolutely. All right, we out folks. Later. Peace. Peace.